I'm Luka Doncic and this is Locked On Mavericks Podcast. This is gonna be huge. 360 in the contract. Never that. I just take the contact. I bring it back. I'm running on the fast break behind the back. Yeah, this that, this that, this that. Jerk with the And welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Engstead, and joining me, as always, my co-host, contributor at Mavs.com. My friend, the one more thinking, what you got for me, Isaac Harris? Whew. Anticipation. Well, shout out to Lauren for filling in for me. Um, I guess it was, what, two nights ago at this point? A lot of you guys are listening to this on a uh, Tuesday. Tuesday? Tuesday morning after that awesome Suns um, game was just incredible. My internet went out for that game. I don't know if you even said it on the pod, but my internet went out for most of that game. So I was watching the entire game on my phone and it was absolutely miserable. But shout out for this podcast because I've been up. I woke up this morning in Dallas, Texas at 5, 530, filmed a video at my church and then drove 13 hours. Hey. And then bam, I got out of the car and set up podcast equipment because the Raccoon Squad needs a podcast. The Raccoon Squad waits for no man. <laughs> here we are. This is where we're at. Oh, man. So here we are today. On today's pod, we are going to talk about the news of today. We had an injury for a player we're going to talk about. Uh, he's doubtful for the game, so we'll talk about that. We also want to get into a little bit more about that Suns game. Carlisle had some words about it. We'll discuss what he said about the mentality of a team, you know, being young and then getting into the mentality of closing out games. And so he talked about that. We'll get into that. And then we want to go kind of around the league. We'll go around the Western Conference and talk about the play-in right now and the whole situation with uh, all the the teams vying for that play-in spot. It's kind of a, a pretty cool race right now. And the Mavericks are out of it. They've clinched a playoff spot thanks to the Grizzlies losing. So even in a day when the Mavericks... Lost. I don't even know if I said that yesterday. We were so upset about that game. But oh my gosh, you didn't say anything about them clinching. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if we did. The, oh the Mavericks Lord. did clinch a playoff spot for the first time since 2016, and so they will not be in that play-in situation. I don't think there's anything that can. I think they've clinched that. Yeah, yeah. I don't think there's anything that can. Memphis, there's seven Memphis and a half games. Go, yeah, Memphis had to go like one and seven or something in those seating. I mean, eight and one or something. Yeah, yeah. I don't think it's gonna happen now. So uh, we'll talk all about that later. So that. that whole race is fascinating to me but first thing i want to get to was a different game that happened so the mavericks clinched they they're in the playoffs but it seems more than likely it's like 90 95 chance they're going to play the clippers in the first round of the playoffs and this has kind of been our i guess nightmare scenario there's ways you can positively reframe that to make it seem like it's a positive but there's a little bit more light to the fact that the mavericks might not play the clippers and it was this denver okc game so Denver and OKC play. Uh, Michael Porter Jr. scores 37 points and 12 boards. Just, I mean, absolutely dominated, which is wild. Uh, they didn't have, they still haven't had Jamal Murray yet. They d- didn't have Gary Harris. But they went in and they, I guess, they were playing at OKC, even though all these games are in the same, in the same place. But Michael Porter Jr. Uh, goes off. Uh, Jokic had a 30-point triple-double as well. They win in overtime against the Thunder. So what that means for the Mavericks, and the reason why we're talking about this game now is Denver is now just a game and a half back from the Clippers. So there's still a chance. I mean, there's still a really good chance. The, both those teams have only played two games. There's there's six more games for both those teams to move and jockey for position for that second spot. And uh, 
So they're only a game and a half back from the Clippers. So they could still move. And then the Thunder losing means that the Mavericks are only two and a half games back from the Thunder. Now the Mavericks have played two games. By the time you're listening to this, they may have played the, the Kings game. And we'll do a post-game pod for that as well. But the Thunder have only played two games as well. And so there's six more games for those teams to move around. And two and a half games, that, that's definitely doable in that time. Yeah, it's definitely, definitely doable. <laughs> Going into this whole bubble situation, I think all of us was wanting uh, the Denver Nuggets to hit the ground running and just kill it in the bubble and do amazing. And literally, it, it's really, I want to say it's not really even their fault because they they were missing so many players. You are like, we were watching this. I was watching from a Matt's perspective. I'm like, oh my gosh, like they're, they're missing so many players. I want them to win, you know, all these games and they just haven't had everybody. Denver was missing so many players at the start of the bubble. I was watching, I think it was this, it was the OKC game or a different Denver game. And they said that, that Denver couldn't even play five on five with their players until the scrimmages. It, that was the first time they could play five on five was the scrimmages because they didn't have enough players. They only had like seven or nine players at certain points because of all different complications. And that was one of the reasons why we were trying to track all these different players and who was there. And it was just so complicated to see who was in the bubble and who wasn't. And even now they're still missing three starters, right? Uh, uh, Jamal Murray didn't play in this game. Uh, they're still without Will Barton as well and Gary Harris. They're all in the bubble. I think I saw all of them, but they're all out for various reasons. And yeah. so they're playing like like Troy Daniels took the final shot before overtime. Like he took that last shot, that buzzer beater. Um, he was on the Lakers earlier this year. They have like PJ Dozier. Remember PJ Dozier? Yeah, he Where's played like, Iverson at. He played, he's not in the league anymore. He played exactly. I win. Do- Dozier <laughs> played eighteen minutes. Uh, for this team so they're really i mean uh michael porter played 44 minutes in this game it was overtime but still so they're really trying to figure out what they're doing over there but uh, i thought that game was notable because there's still hope it seems like some people are saying wow it's the clippers they're going to get the mavericks are going to get destroyed and it's not going to be any fun well there's still there's still space for them to move around i think in the standings i think that's notable and, and it has, I mean, this goes without saying, but it starts with Sacramento. I mean, Dallas losing their first two games uh, did not help that at all. But it starts with Sacramento and Dallas's schedule, they got the Clippers coming up. So uh, what is it? Game, I want to say game four, I think game four this week on uh, Thursday, I think is against the Clippers. And that's going to be a huge game because if Dallas beats Sacramento and then they they beat the Clippers on Thursday, right. then you know hopefully Denver can uh, win a few more games too. So there, yeah, I, I'm glad you're saying, hey, let's let's caution a little bit because we've only played two. A lot of these teams out here have only played two games so far. So let's you know get halfway through the seeding games before we start nailing down exactly where we're going to land. But I think it does pose a question: if Dallas does secure like mathematically the seventh spot will Dallas at some point in one of these seeding games or towards the end of those seeding games will they rest anybody will they do anything different I I don't know will any team do that yeah that's that's a big question for a lot of these teams Stan Van Gundy I think on Zach Lowe's pod or maybe it was just on a broadcast said that you know he thinks some of these teams are going to ramp up and instead of resting guys they'll play them more minutes towards the end because they're ramping up into these games because you know they haven't 
played a whole lot and they need to get in the best playoff shape. I don't think the best of the best players will do that, but maybe some of their role players will, will do that. I don't think they're, I don't think you're playing LeBron 40 minutes the game, <laughs> the game before maybe Anthony Davis, those guys, they've already clinched all that. Uh, the Lakers, by the way, are the next game for OKC. So if the Mavericks beat the Kings and then OKC loses to the Clippers on Wednesday, then all of a sudden you're game and a half behind OKC. And that, I mean, that's, that's totally doable. So that's your next couple games. I will say, up. I watched the second half of that OKC Denver game, and They're every legit. time, every time I watch OKC, man, I just I love SGA, and I just I think he's a better long term prospect than he Trey had. Young. He had an incredible move at the end, towards the end of the game, that basically tied it so that they went to overtime essentially. Uh, or he, it was like a step through, like floater move, and you're just man. Guy had five fouls. He didn't care. He was just you know diving for loose balls and doing stuff. Uh, it's wild that team. They're so shallow though. They have a really good. They're they're kind of they're similar to the Mavericks in that way, where they just have a really good top six, maybe seven, and then after that it just I mean falls off. <laughs> falls Robertson Robertson though is kind of like a wild card, and yeah, I mean, he's been playing for them. He hasn't sure. played since like 2018. He's like Porzingis. <laughs> I just like that team a lot, OKC, and it would be hard to not pick them in a series. I definitely would pick them over Utah, them against like Houston, them against Denver. I just like their team because even that I like their undrafted guy that they uh, signed to a long term deal. That Dort guy, I like him. I don't know how to say his first name. Still, I don't know if anyone does. I don't either. Luenes, Lu Guentes. I'm just gonna say Lou. I know. Blue Dort. Blue Dort. Uh, all right. So another thing we want to talk about quickly is that Seth Curry is listed as doubtful for the game against the Kings. By the time you're listening to this, you may know a little bit more than us, but it's a it's just called right leg soreness, and he's listed as doubtful, which is not questionable and not probable. So it's like the lowest level of injury nomenclature right before out. So that was kind of concerning. We'll talk about that a little bit um, and get into the – ramifications that that could have. And this is kind of the first injury thing we've really dealt with besides, I guess, Michael Kidd Gilchrist, maybe <laughs> in the, in the bubble at least. So we'll talk about that. We'll also talk more about the game against the Suns. get Carlisle's take on it, get Isaac's take on it. We'll talk about all about that coming up, but before we do Isaac Harris, yes, you just went on a 13 hour drive. I bet your legs are just, we're yelling at you by the time you were done. I mean, and you, and you go yeah. straight through, right? Like you barely stop. You're just like, I'm, I'm going, I'm twice. going, going yeah. I'm going, I'm going. And sitting all day, you know, you kind of need some sort of relief. You need some kind of, you know, relief for your muscle pain, your your joints. You're getting older, Isaac. You're getting older. That's what I'm trying to say. That's true. That's true. You're like a, you're like a year and a half or two years older than me. So I was just seeing what kind of relief you're talking about. Keep going. It doesn't matter if you're a professional athlete, a stay-at-home parent, or if you spend eight hours a day in an uncomfortable office chair, or if you spend 13 hours in a car with a large dog, which you have. Everyone needs support to make it through the day. Luckily, our friends at CBDMD have an amazing duo that can help you relax, regroup, and recharge when life gets chaotic. CBD Freeze and Menthol is an award-winning product that offers instant cooling relief for muscles and joints in a convenient, easy-to-use roller or a shareable squeeze tube. So you could just use that roller when you're driving. 
boom, all of a sudden your leg's feeling real good. They also have the CBD Recover. It combines CBD with inflammation-fighting compounds like ARNICA and vitamin B6 to give you the support you need where it matters most. And to make it even easier to try this amazing duo of topicals and everything else CBDMD has to offer, they're offering all of our listeners, the Lockdown Mavs listeners, the Raccoon Squad, 25% off your next order when you use the promo code NBA at checkout. Once again, that's cbdmd.com, promo code NBA for 25% off your purchase of superior CBD oil products from CBDMD, promo code NBA. All right, Isaac Harris. So let's get into it. Let's get into it. First of all, if you're not subscribed to this podcast, please subscribe to the podcast on whatever app you use, whatever app you're using right now, or if you're not using an app, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, all that stuff. Isaac Harris, let's get into the Suns game a little bit more because we didn't necessarily hear your take on it. People were asking for Fiery Isaac. Were you Fiery Isaac or what did you feel after the Suns game, after that terrible loss? Oh, I was pissed. I I was definitely pissed. I but I I've definitely been more mad after a game. It's just something about the seeding games that like I'm invested into them and I'm upset about the sun. I'm more upset about the Suns loss than the Rockets loss just because there's no excuse for that third quarter. You can I can hear the like Houston's an incredible offense. It just I mean it was a dumb like yeah, 47 points in 40-something seconds. Like, that's stupid, but it's still James Harden, Houston. There's no reason why Dallas should give up that lead in that third quarter to freaking Cam Payne. Like, there's no <laughs> Did it no make it reason. even worse for you that it was Cam Payne, a player yes. that you have, like, very publicly have been against? Which, which kind of sucks former now summer, because... Former MAP <laughs> Summer League great campaign. Yeah, I've trashed on it forever, and it was just all about his talent. And then he went to the legends, and then everybody I know, like with the Mavericks organizations, like, oh my gosh, campaigns this awesome. And I'm like, oh crap, okay, well no, um, but no, I just, I think the issue, I just come out of that game, and it's more than anything. Everybody's trying to figure out like what's the fix, like what's the answer, like what happens, and I'm just not confident that there is a fix right now. And that's just where I stand. I just kind of write those losses off. And like, I like, I don't know if it's like right or wrong to do this, but I kind of write it off as two things, roster construction and age. And not just like age. Here's the thing. It's not just about like the youthfulness as far as like actual age, it's experience in the league. That's the thing that we're going for. And, but roster construction, I think it's huge too. I think when I watch a game like that and I watch some of these clutch losses, or a lot of the clutch losses. <laughs> the thing that always comes back to my head a lot of the times is, man, I wish Luca had another like creator on the floor with him. Whether it's another guard, whether it's another wing, or whoever it is, I wish he, I wish there was another creator. And that just obviously they can't do any type of trades right now. And I just, th- I think that's the next piece to the puzzle: a veteran creator that can help ease it off Luca a little bit. So. Yeah, I I don't know. I, I know it's kind of like cop out answer of like just walking out of the game, kind of like mad, but like it's not the end of the world. Kind of like Brad today. <laughs> so the Mavericks have JJ Barea on the bench. Should the Mavericks have lit the Barea beacon yesterday? I, I was just so surprised that they didn't light it at some point and put JJ Barea in. Yes. Does it become difficult at some point because he is 35, he is coming off the injury to just throw him in cold in the third quarter? Like, all right, go ahead and light our offense no, 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 on he, fire. He, he could have played with campaign. I'm confident in that. 
<laughs> campaign's I'm got a little fresher legs though <laughs> i'm confident that jj could have played with campaign but i mean like more of like be a bigger picture more than the suns game of like clutch losses in general i think it need, this is no shot at jj but it needs to like to be a good veteran stop <laughs> like, come on that was that, how can you say I'm don't not, sh- don't take a shot this shot. is not I a shot like, and say he's not like good a, like a like a <laughs> <laughs> You know I love JJ. I freaking told Mark Cuban that I want his number retired, and Cuban said no. Um, we'll we'll have the Ring of Honor though. But no, I love JJ. I just I think so this is not a shot, but we need a like good a, player, <laughs> a Drew Holiday type, a CJ McCollum type, somebody like that that can ease. Like that's a high caliber player. <laughs> I don't know if we can get over that. <laughs> oh man, that was funny. Okay, so uh, I I think I agree, and we hoped that maybe Jalen Brunson could get into that role. But if you want this team to be as good as we want them to be this fast, then it needs to be somebody that's probably already been there, right? We were talking on the phone today, which it's so funny. We talk every single day about the Mavs for 30 minutes every single day. Also, 20 more minutes probably before and after the podcast about Mavs stuff. And then we were talking on the phone today about something else. And then uh, all of a sudden we start talking Mavs again. I'm like, how how often could we talk Mavs <laughs> I know. in general? But they need somebody that's been there, right? That's somebody that's going to be in the lineup, that it, it's been a veteran that... I'm has- just going to say it. I texted it to you, and I don't care to say it on the pod. Chris Paul would have been great on this team. I don't think that's a ridiculous thing to say now. He's going to be the <laughs> top five in MVP voting this year, which is wild. Is he really? I think so. I don't I don't think he will. There's been some hype. I think Zach Lowe put him in. No, Zach Lowe had Lillard instead. I don't think he'll beat out like Harden, Jokic. Oh, Luka might still get Billy smoked, Donovan but... got co-coach of the year, apparently, I guess, so... Maybe that's oh, where cool. their voting is going, but he deserves he deserves a lot of credit for that OKC team. Uh, anyway, okay, let's hear from Rick Carlisle. This is Rick Carlisle answering a question, I think from Followell, about the lack of crowd and in close games, do you think that the Mavericks... It was a bunch of different facets of his question. He asked something about, you know, does the lack of crowd affect this team? Does the, you know, in the close games, how can the Mavericks start doing the right things, the little things in, you know, crunch time to actually pull out and close out these games. So here's Rick Carlisle. Yeah, I thought, I mean, I thought the games overall would be very close here. Um, If you think about it, it's 22 teams that, you know, have a chance for the playoffs or, or are in the playoffs. And so the motivation level is, is going to be high to start with. Um, And so, you know, um, based on that, I thought that, uh, you know, the, the, there would be a lot of highly competitive games. And in terms of doing the little things, I mean, <laughs> I mean that's that's really what it's all about. And uh, you know, ironically, in uh, in the first game, you know, we had <laughs> we had a big deficit in, in number of layups. Um, Houston bombed us in the layup layup department. Uh, we didn't shoot free throws well. We turned it over a lot. Um, you know, last night we were dominant in the layup area. Um, our turnovers were down, and you know we were almost ninety percent from the free throw line. So, you know, our guys are, are, are really trying to do the things that we need to do. Um, we had a really bad quarter in the third. Um, it started out poorly. It snowballed, and you know we lost the lead. And 
I don't know if we ever got the lead back in the fourth. I know it was it may have been tied or we may have had the lead briefly, but you know Phoenix got going and um, you know it just made for a very disappointing outcome. That it was, Rick. That it that it was disappointing. Uh, anything in there that that stuck out to you? No, I, he was just talking about the little things in the clutch, and I think if he was sitting on this podcast right now, I think I would ask him. I would say. It, the problems in the clutch is it something that you know like you know what the problem is it's just a matter of execution or is it something you're still searching for what the answer is and that's what i that's what i'm curious on is it something that hey this is what we have to do in a clutch this is what they're just not like figuring it out and not doing it or they're just like man we just got to figure this out or are they writing it off as experience in which rick doesn't want to write that off he was asked that you know today in, in that it might have been in follows question did we anyway whatever no it's this this um, next one actually that we're going to do so this next one is about so rick so eddie eddie Sipko asked this question he said you know Rick Carlisle has coached teams in the past that were very good in the clutch, like like really good. And a lot of them have been veteran teams. So he, Eddie Sefko asks, how do you change the mindset of this young team and try to push them into this veteran type team that can play well in the clutch? And this was his answer. Well, I'm optimistic that we can certainly do better. Um, that said, you know, when you get a group that's young, <clears throat> hasn't played together all that long, um, you know, there's going to be challenges. Uh, we're not going to make excuses about it. We got to own it. Um, we got to address it. We got to talk about it. You know, it's like, uh, you know, and and we just got to we got to deal with it, and we got to understand that, you know, the end of the game. The things that happen during the game accumulate and they have a great impact on the end of the game. So, you know, the third quarter, um, you know, even though we won all three other quarters, um, was the uh, was the decisive difference. And so, you know, you got to play for 48 and, and things have got to be tight. And uh, the other problem we had last night, we didn't have a high assist game that hurt us. And uh, we also, you know, it was a 19% three point shooting night. And then, and that was a, that was a problem as well. So look, everybody's playing hard. Everybody's going at everybody. And we've just, uh, you know, we just got to keep working at picking it up in all areas. Coming up. I want to get into this quote a little bit. I think that there's a couple things in there. He said that are sort of what the problem is. And so I want to get into that Mavs clutch problems. We'll talk about that coming up. But before we do Isaac Harris, say it with me. Sports are back. back. I've been waiting for this day since March. I know you have been waiting for this day since March. And now that it's here, I've only got one thing on my mind, and that's my bookie. My bookie is a home run, a slam dunk, a triple overtime game-winning shot, all wrapped up into one. And I love it. I love it. You love it, and that's why all of you need to hear in order to start betting today. My bookie has been has up to the minute odds on all your favorite teams with the start of Major League Baseball already underway and potentially ending soon. So get your my bookie bets in soon because baseball might be ending any day do, now. Do they have odds on the season finishing? I don't know if they do, but you can check on mybookie.ag. Uh, with my bookie, it's easy. You bet, you win, they play. And if you're feeling good about your team's chances this year, be sure to check out my bookie's World Series future bets. 
if we get to a World Series. Nothing shows you you believe in your squad like betting on them before the season's even begun. If you want to bet on your Rangers, they got all kinds of Rangers bets. But why stop with baseball? Smart bettors are always looking towards the future. And in that case, that means... NBA, NHL, NFL, all that kind of stuff. I bet you can bet on all kinds of different stuff. My bookie is already accepting bets on all your favorite NBA, NHL, and NFL games that aren't even playing yet, but you can go bet on them. There's never been a better time to start exploring the world of online sports betting than right now. Join today and my bookie will match your deposit 100%. Plus, they'll toss you a free $10 MLB future wager. All you got to do is enter the promo code locked on NBA when signing up. Remember, at my bookie, the terms are simple. You bet, you win, they pay money. MyBookie.ag, promo code LOCKEDONNBA. All right, Isaac Harris, I want to get into a little bit more of that Carlisle quote. Uh, and guys, make sure that you listen to us after every single game. We'll have a post game every single game. Even if it's on the weekends, we do five days a week. But even if the game's on the weekends, we'll have a post game every single day. The Kings game on Tuesday, I think we'll try to push as soon as we're done recording it. And so that should be up early in the afternoon or evening. So... We'll have that. But I wanted to get into Carlisle's quote that he said before the break. And the Mavericks, the Mavericks have this thing. And this is something I'm working on for Central Track right now. The Mavericks have, um, they get obsessed with things. They're like obsessed with, with shooting a bunch of threes. And they get, they get stuck on certain things. And I think that um, the Mavericks were stuck on trying to hit a really energetic, like, break, like, bust through all of the, you know, the the struggle of their offense and everything three last night. Dorian actually hit it. Tim Hardaway Jr. tried. Luca tried. Borzingis tried. Just, they all just kept trying. Like, all right, we're going to just break through this entire monotonous thing with a real quick in the shot clock, throw up the ball three. And I think that that is standing in the way. The fact that they just want to, like, kind of get it done. They want to, you know, break it all in one false move. It's it's getting away from them moving the ball around. I thought when Carlisle said we didn't have a lot of assists in this game, I thought that was kind of telling that when the game sort of clenches up and they start losing, you know, the the funness, the swiftness, the you know, the fluidity of this game, the Mavericks kind of you know tense up and then they stop sharing the ball and they all just try and it's hero ball in a sense. I don't think the Mavericks play hero ball all the time, but when it when it comes down to really tight situations and then even in the clutch. Some of it's hero ball. We're like, let's just, you know, going for three instead of for two at the end of that Phoenix game. You know, Tim Hardaway Jr. taking that shot. I mean, that is a, that is an example of for me of let's just get it all done instead of going through the process of trying to get a better shot closer to the rim or anything like that. What do you think about the Mavericks mentality in those situations? Yeah, well, I think the thing that helps in those situations for any really good team or championship caliber team is having the vet. And it's the vet that steps in and makes having a having a vet team. This Mavericks team in two year like two years from now or three years from now, that's it's teams in the clutch that execute like actual plays. That's when you know, dang, like you've been here before, or like you're like that you're a grown up team in that sense. Because a lot of times when those tense situations happen, there might be a play drawn up or a set, you know, thrown out there, whatever. But then everything gets scratched because the the moment's so tense. And then how many times do we see at the end of ball games or in the clutch it for any team? I'm not even saying Dallas that it just turns into one guy top of the key dribbling, you know, dribbling the clock out, and then it's either an ISO or some high screen, and then they're just going with it. That's the thing. But when when you have a have some veterans out there that can calm it down some and say hey, we don't have to just fire on all cylinders. We can actually execute things, and that that's the thing they're lacking right now is the execution part. 
I think the real the real overarching issue is the defensive end. <laughs> I think that there's just well, straight. That's a whole different pot. I know there's just straight limitations with. I wanted to mention it though. There's just straight limitations with this team that they're never going to be like a good defensive team with with this group of players. I don't think. Uh, I think that they'll have to make pretty major changes. Um, have the Mavs fully leaned into the greatest offense in the history of basketball because they just want to try to outscore people because they know that they. <laughs> well, I think more can. more teams should do that if they could just do that, you know, like, right. <laughs> more teams could lean into True. being the best offense in the history of the game than maybe they would. Uh, yeah, no, they have in a sense, right? Starting Seth Curry instead of starting like DeLon Wright instead or starting, you know, uh, maybe Max, Trey Burke. Maxie instead. Stop. Don't get off of Trey Burke. Don't make him the new campaign. I, I, no, what are you talking about? I love Trey Burke. Who, <laughs> but, star, who starts against the Kings if Seth's out? If Seth's out. So the Kings have been starting big. So I think Maxie will get the start. The Kings have been starting both like Rashawn Holmes and Bielitsa. Okay. So I, I think they'll go with Maxi, but if not, then I guess they go DeLon to take De'Aaron Fox. I was going to say, that's if they don't start DeLon, who's taking De'Aaron Fox? Is it Dorian? I guess so. DeLon needs a game, man. DeLon needs a game where he like he contributes at a, a high level on either end of the court. I mean, I, it's, I been a, it's been a pretty rough bubble for DeLon so far, I think. It just seems like he doesn't really know where to fit. His defense really hasn't been up to up to what we expect from him and that, that this would be a good game i think also it's worth noting the kings have the second worst defense in the bubble the worst defense obviously being the wizards who are the worst defense in the nba even all the elite eight teams that's a team that really leaned into being the best offense in the worst, the worst defense <laughs> they could be they really swung completely that direction but uh the mavericks should score a ton of points against this kings team I don't know what else to say after that. <laughs> I lost my train of thought. We hope. I'm I'm dead at this point. Also, <laughs> we I'm, hope. I'm firing off like Mavs takes right now because I'm tired and the preview need- the preview story on NBA.com says Kings badly need win as they face Mavericks. You know what? The Mavericks need a win too. So I don't know. Push comes to shove. We'll see exactly what happens. So there you go, guys. We'll be back for the post game after the Kings game. So please listen, guys. We appreciate you listening to us. If you haven't subscribed to the podcast, go ahead and go ahead and leave us five stars if you haven't done that. That helps us. Anytime somebody searches Mavericks, then we're the first one that comes up, which is awesome. So guys, thanks so much for listening to Locked on Maps. Peace out. Boom. Boom.